Welcome to the Sisterhood of Healing podcast, the podcast that wants to help you reach your best and most divine potential. Each week, we dive into topics concerning inner healing, wellness, and spirituality. We discuss strategies and practice from our own personal experiences regarding higher energies, trauma, and connecting to the divine as we take you through our own personal journeys to discover the highest versions of ourselves. In combination with guest speakers, we bring you a comprehensive guide to mental and spiritual wellness and the ability to connect to yourself and the world around you on a deeper level. I'm Nicole. And I'm Christina. And we are two sisters who want to take you along on our spiritual and healing journey. We are each on our own individual healing and spiritual path and bring unique perspectives regarding yoga, chakra healing, meditation, intuition, and trauma healing. Sometimes life is messy, sometimes it's confusing, and sometimes everything falls perfectly into place. Join us as we navigate the path to divine enlightenment together. Welcome sisters, brothers, and all non-binary listeners to episode 13 of the Sisterhood of Healing. In today's episode, we discuss resilience and the struggles that come with healing through resilience. We're joined by Marlene Campos-Cipriani. She's a studio owner of Fit Within. She's a yoga teacher, a reflexologist, a personal trainer. Her story is one of true resilience and finding the strength within to heal. Hi, Marlene. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. And for everyone, just so you know, this is my yoga teacher who I'm always like, shout out to my yoga teacher. <laughs> so she's here finally. <laughs> I'm so excited. Christina is such an amazing soul. So I was really honored when she asked me to be a part of one of their episodes for uh, their beautiful podcast um, on helping others self-care wellness. I thought that was really, really cool coming from the sisterhood. So really excited to be here with you guys. Well, and I feel the same way about you and I'm equally as honored. Big deal for me. So thank you for coming on. <laughs> thank you, Christina. So you are, of course, a yoga teacher, but can you tell us a little bit more about, um, about yourself, what you do, who you are? Yeah, so I'll try to narrow down the 22 years. <laughs> um, so I started in the industry actually as a personal trainer. Um, and because I think this goes well and aligned with everything that, um, you know, you ladies are, are talking about. Um, when I became a personal trainer, uh, about a year, um, about a year after uh, working in a gym atmosphere as a trainer, I ended up losing my uh, menstrual cycle. Um, and it actually caused a lot of imbalances for me and a lot of unknown reasons of why I lost uh, my cycle. And I, this is a really pivotal part because it really is everything uh, it has everything to do with where I'm at today. Interesting enough. So um, being a woman in that industry, very dominated by men, pushing us women always to do more than what we're really supposed to do. Um, and I'll explain that maybe a little bit later, but um, my body was really out of balance. I went through a weight loss journey of about, um, didn't seem like a lot, but about 35, 40 pounds in one year. So I changed my lifestyle. My previous life was hospitality management. So I was in the food and beverage industry um, and uh, previous to being a trainer, I worked at the Fairmont Royal York and lived in Toronto for a year. And I lost this weight with um, 
a roommate of mine who lost over a hundred pounds. And he inspired me to start eating better coming from a European family, a lot of carbohydrates, a lot of carbs. (laughs) Um, And I, my life before that was not athletic. I was not into fitness. I was not into yoga. I was not into any of that. So it's knowing that you can change your life at any point. So um, that prompted me to to look after myself more. I was inspired by his journey. And, um, you know, uh, I started to become really fascinated with movement and with nutrition. So, um, you know, skip a few years later, became a trainer, lost my cycle for a year. And then that's when things hit when mental health hit for me. Um, So I went into depression. Um, uh, I had also, you know, uh, looked for a therapist to help me through that process. Um, Not much was really budging um, until I went on the spiritual path. So my family sent me to Portugal, uh, which is my, you know, my background. And um, they brought me to this person that has helped someone else and previous people, I guess they knew back in Portugal. Um, And uh, I don't even know what to call him. I'll be honest, but uh, um, he's a hundred percent a healer, um, but like no name, like a psychic or that, like, there's no specific name for this. Um, I really can't even describe it. So he treated me in my head, I guess, like cerebral. So kind of therapies along my brain for nine days straight. So I had to go see this man for nine days straight. So, um, yeah, so he did this treatment on my head, uh, for nine days straight. And, uh, I started to feel like my old self. I had a lot of physical things also kind of shifting, uh, through some of that healing, um, uh, processes that he was, uh, stimulating. And it was a very strange experience. I was there to be, I was there to be, I was supposed to be there for a month. I ended up wanting to come back home in two weeks because I was just so excited to get back to my life. Because for about two years, I was on this roller coaster of trying to figure out what was wrong with me. I was about 25 years of age at that time. Um, and uh, that was a huge pivotal point for me. So in moving forward from that, he also did readings. He told me that I had a gift with my hands. And this is where I became a reflexologist. He had told me that I needed to pursue this path of reflexology and that I had the ability to help people heal. So, uh, and again, it's not, we are all healers and I believe that we all facilitate healing. So I am not a healer per se. I think how people might describe it. But for me, I always say we all have the ability to tune in and tap into our healing abilities. So Um, these golden hands or however he described it, let's say it's also energy, chi, whatever prana, whatever you want to call it, depending on the culture that we're, we're describing here. Um, I realized why certain things as well for me made sense afterwards. So I came back to Canada. I took the course. I was still hesitant. I'm young. I'm like, I don't get this. Why am I working on feet? This makes no sense. I'm a trainer, but now I'm going to work on feet. Okay, cool. So as I went through the training, I started to experience a lot of sensations myself. I got my cycle back through reflexology. And then that's when my whole mind was blown as to what I felt this service could do for others. Um, And so that kind of started my path in wellness as opposed to just personal training. And this is where I, my own inner journey, right? My own healing journey. I think we all go into this because it's something that starts within ourselves. Mm -hmm. And then now you, you know, it's almost like a purpose now it's, it's now time for me to, to share. 
it's my time to, uh, to do something more with this. And it aligned with yoga. It aligned with all of that. Um, I started with reflexology at a chiropractic office. And then um, they had a second office where they had asked me as a personal trainer if I would be wanting to teach yoga and Pilates because their clients could really use it more for the physical, which was back care, right? You're working in a chiropractic clinic. A lot of it has to do with back pain, um, improved posture that they wanted, core strength. So I'm like, great. So I took a, a yoga teacher training with a different association back then from CPTN, which was my personal training uh, uh, umbrella. And um, that's how I started teaching yoga. And that was in 2009, I taught my first class. So I moved in that journey and never looked back. So things kind of just transpired. Fit Within came from a book that I was reading to help me heal myself. It was called Fit From Within. So I came up with the name inspired by that book as Fit Within because I truly believe that we really need to focus more inward to truly heal ourselves. Um, And I mean, coming from even a trainer's background or anything like that, you can do all this stuff on the outside, but at the end of the day, that's also a stress. That also is something that can actually weigh you down even more if we're not balancing our lives better um, with different practices, with other different things like yoga, meditation, uh, nutrition, sleep. There's so many relationships. Everything has to do with wellness. It's a big circle, right? It's a big umbrella. Mm -hmm. So that's what inspired me uh, was my own healing journey. My own physical transformation kind of got me into fitness. And then it just kind of transpired to become more fit from within, you know? So um, that's kind of how the whole business came about. Um, you doing reflexology, teaching yoga and fitness classes, because I'm also a lover of intensity. Um, and, uh, and I think that everybody like channels energy differently, right? So um, some of us need to go really hard before we can really wind down and kind of get into that state. Others can already feel that calm state right away and kind of get into a practice. And it depends on where our body and mind is that day. So that's why the blended two are there. And that's why we're a hybrid yoga and fitness model. And I emphasize that because we are not just a yoga based studio. Um, and, uh, and that's why I like to share the background of, of what I've done and why yoga and fitness are really important to me. So yeah, that's kind of about my, I guess, how fit within came about how my journey as to, you know, what we're talking about here today, um, has brought me to, and, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know what else to say about that. <laughs> I have, I, I knew none of that about you. So thank you for sharing that. Um, I have so many questions, like so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> so where do we begin? Um, so first of all, one of the things, like the last thing you said was that your, your, um, yoga classes are a hybrid. And that's the one thing that drew me to your classes. I remember the very first day, <laughs> I don't know if you remember this. I remember, I didn't know it was like your studio. I, I just, found you because you lived in close proximity to me and I went to a class and like I did like the the month for like $35 or whatever it was Mm -hmm. Um, I remember the first class I came up to you and I was like do you do you teach any of these other classes (laughs) and you're like yeah I it's my business (laughs) but it's I think it was um I really appreciated that hybrid because as someone who like I've been an athlete my whole life but could never get into yoga because I was like, oh, it's, it's too slow. 
like, hmm, this isn't my thing. But I, one, I wasn't aligned with myself. So I didn't understand the the value of yoga at the time, like the, the slow flow. Um, but it really did like join those two worlds, like exactly what you said. I'm like, yes, that's why I like your classes. Like they're just they're just perfect. Yeah. And just to add to that, Christina, that's, that's exactly why that model also came about because I think just where you are in your body and mind, you have to honor that. And so for me, if it's physical exertion that has, you got to get all that restlessness out, or that's been your pattern for so long that it can help lead you to the pathway of more stillness and appreciate more of the slow movements right? And, and to me, that's, everybody is different. There is no right or wrong. And uh, there is no straight answer. It's like when anybody comes to you, you're like, I would just try a blend of different things and see where you feel fit, what, what feels aligns with you in this moment. And like, it's like anything, some people will do hardcore for the longest time. And then all of a sudden they're like, I'm just going to do restorative for this period of time. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's just learning that we change and we evolve and we shift all the time in and out. Um, and it's that ebb and flow, right? So I think it's I think it's truly important to to let people know that however you find yoga or something else is it's okay. Like it's it doesn't matter how you align with it, as long as it works for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so true. Like so, I have scoliosis, and I was told about like 15 years ago that I should start doing yoga only like to strengthen my core. And I didn't listen to my doctor and I found yoga. Um, I took like a few classes when I did my postgraduate certificate, the gym in my school had offered it once a week. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go try yoga. I have nothing else to do on a Wednesday afternoon. Loved it. Um, Did it like for the rest of the school year and then came back home and didn't think twice about it. And then about two years later I finally found myself in a yoga studio um and again I was there for my scoliosis and I didn't realize how much I needed to be there to heal myself spiritually (laughs) um and it slowly evolved to a practice that wasn't for my scoliosis it was more for my mind Mm -hmm. and my soul um but it's funny because talking to like the studio owner, she, she would tell me like, you could never stay still during Shavasana. Your toes <laughs> are always moving. Like you do not know how to stay still. And it's finally a practice that I, I can do now. I can stay still in Shavasana. Um, but yeah, it's all about that energy and and learning how to regulate that energy for yourself. Well, yeah. And it comes down to regulating our nervous system. I mean, it's a science at the end of the day too. And our nervous system is a map. I always, uh, I said it in a class actually this morning uh, that I taught in person finally again. And uh, I can always appreciate the in-person classes even more so now how grateful I am to see people. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But it's exactly that our nervous system. It's like a map of our life. So I feel like when you're practicing yoga, the physical postures is to help unleash our spirit. It's to help unleash the energy that is within us. And I think sometimes it can come out as some people might've experienced their first class, very emotional. And you're like, I don't like this class. It made me cry. (laughs) And you're like, no, 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 it's not the class. (laughs) It's you. 
but you don't really say it like that. Yeah, you know? no. <laughs> but you're just trying to be... come back next week. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're like, unless that person beside you made you cry. I don't know if you were talking during Shavasana, but it's your own body unleashing whatever we've stored, you know, and that's what a big believer in energy work that I am, um, is the fact that, yeah, we store. So if we didn't deal with something, we probably just stored it away. We put it away, but our body remembers it. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think Shavasana, that's the whole purpose of yoga poses is to get us to that Shavasana place, right? Is we're human first. We're human beings. We, we need to move before we can find stillness. And we need to feel strong in our bodies in, in order to also handle longer periods of meditation. And that's what it was all about, right? Yoga poses were not meant to be something that, you know, it's not meant to be hardcore. Like, you know, it's, but we're in 2022 and <laughs> we're trying to marriage things so that our society, our North American society can adapt to these wonderful practices and philosophies to help us with this busyness of society. So it's that's where it, it comes like we're not we're not in tibet we're not monks maybe you are but we're not really living that life where we just meditate from morning till night so our bodies need to move you know a little differently than than other people so mm -hmm. yeah so it's it's like you said it's like it, in shavasana i don't i probably remember saying like you're saying and you're oh my god i hate this i hate this like is this over yet i've gone through that process too like you just won't let yourself go. You know, you're, you're holding on. And it's that whatever's happened in your life, we all have our own story. We all have things that, you know, have affected us. And, and I think yoga is so beautiful because it's that awakening of your life to be like, oh my God, that observant, that self-awareness changes everything now that you see and do, right? Mm -hmm. It's such a, like a revelation. It's like, it's mind blowing. I always tell people, I wish I could tell you, but it's only, only you have, you need to go through it. It's your own inner journey. That's going to be much different than mine, but it's so beautiful once you, once you come to that place. Mm -hmm. So it's like that encouraging, you just keep moving through it, keep moving through that challenging pose because that pose is actually something that you're trying to move past in your life. It's not really about the pose. Um, so yeah, it's really interesting to me how it all mimics just our life, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like once I realized that point in my life, that's when I started <laughs> saying to everyone, people be like, oh, I got a headache today. I'm like, do you do yoga? I'm like, yeah. back, yoga? I'm really stressed right. out. <laughs> You're like, that's, that's the treatment. Yeah. Do you do yoga? That's why I got a headache. Yeah. <laughs> once I yeah. felt that it was like, like once I felt that realization within myself, I'm like, I need to tell other people about this. It's amazing. <laughs> I become this like yoga preacher. <laughs> yoga and meditation. We all know that's my yeah. Yeah, I can totally resonate with what you're saying. Cause I mean, even still, I mean, after so many years now, I always tell people, well, do you do yoga? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I I would help. Like I'm like, I think it would help, but you know. <laughs> yeah, it really does make such a difference. It, it really does. And like so many people are like afraid to even start like, Oh, I need to be flexible to start yoga. Yeah. No. Oh gosh. I've heard that. I don't know how many times, you know what? It's no difference than saying I need to be fit before I join a gym. Yeah. That's such exactly. a good point. Yeah. You're like, and that, and that comes just with insecurity, fear, yeah. uh, the unknown. And, uh, it's like anything, the only way we grow and you guys will know this, you ladies will know this is when we get out of our comfort zone. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think being challenged by being uncomfortable needs to become like a mantra for you. Yeah. Just getting in that mindset is what's going to make you succeed in anything that you do. Um, starting a new job is uncomfortable. Being mm-hmm. in a new relationship is uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but it's all part of growth, right? And change. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And you can't be afraid of it. Like it's, it's going to be scary, but you can't be afraid of it because yeah. it's just so necessary to grow and to change. Like it, it, it's like a whole other world, like to cross over and get to the other side. It's like, wow, I wish I would have done this a long time ago. Yeah. And like Nicole said too, it's like the people are afraid and it's, I think the setting too, everyone resonates with different things. Some people resonate with meditation right away and they'll find places where it's about how to meditate. It's more about mental, like the mind and just being in that meditation, focusing on just different breath work. Some other people, they like a very hard class. Other people like restorative. So it's very different on, it depends what you walk into. Um, And I think too, it's a lack of education um, Mm -hmm. when it comes to yoga, because there is so many disciplines. There are so many different styles um, and uh, they can all help people in different ways. So it's just a matter of finding your way and experiencing different things to see you know, what works for you. And, and it's all going to be uncomfortable, but it has to also resonate with you. It has mm-hmm. to make sense for you. And I think there's a lot of, when you said like, it's all about um, like education around yoga and knowing the different styles. I think too, when a lot of people picture yoga, I think even when I picture yoga, I think of someone in Lululemons doing these like really crazy poses. Like, that's Western. That's yoga. like how, like how yeah, people, Nicole like, just said it. That's yeah, that's totally exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, it's well, about- and if people will be like, oh, I don't really feel like coming to stretch. And I'm like, well, it's flex and flow with weights. I don't know how much stretching you'll do there, but <laughs> sure. Sure. We'll, we'll say it's stretching. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's crazy how overwhelmed and sweaty they are. And it's like, again, yoga can be many different ways. And not just that, if your body is really blocked, we know this energetically, Mm -hmm. you will feel like that stretch is really intense because you're also finding stillness when you're holding a pose in a Hatha based practice, right? You're holding warrior two or warrior two, warrior one, warrior two (laughs) for like 10, 15, 20 breaths. You will die. Yeah. If all you've been used to is like, I've, I had heavy weightlifters come into class who squat really heavy, who do all this weightlifting stuff. You try to put them in a pose for stillness. They're on fire. Mm right? Because you're opening up all of, you know, the energy pathways, the circulatory system in a different, different way, right? And, and that's what's so different. Um, yeah, so it's really interesting how when people think yoga is just stretching, it's like, well, it's not just, it's not stretching, um, but it's, it's different forms of movement is what I would just say. And, and breath work, that's just very different. It's about mind body union. Not to say that when you're not doing a bicep curl, you're not connected to your brain. You have to be connected to your brain in order to consciously move your bicep. Mm-hmm. But yoga is about tapping into the subconscious mind, which is where all of that trauma comes out, all of that stuff we put away. The whole purpose is to tap into that to find out where our block is to help us move forward, right? Maybe and like it's what like we've all had our story. So we've all had something we've gone through. Um, and it's not less or more than anybody else. It's what, however it impacted your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe if we don't tap into that subconscious mind that you'll live a life here so unconsciously of what you're doing. And it's sad. It's sad to know that you won't live a conscious life, uh, and realize that 
you are responsible. You have a choice. You are accountable um, and you can be better and you can do better. Yeah. 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 And life is so much different when you start to live consciously. I was actually having a conversation with uh, some friends the other day and they were like, like, what are you afraid of? I, I can't remember how this, this topic came up. And my one friend was mm-hmm. like, well, I'm afraid of dying. And I was like, you know what? I'm not afraid of dying anymore because when I die, I'm going to know, like I lived every day very mindfully and very like consciously. Well, and energetically when you die, you were moving to a different body. Yeah. Different <laughs> life. So what is yeah. that fear? It's true. Yeah. And you minimize that fear. You just live your life fully, right? You're not thinking about the end. Like think about, again, coming back to the present moment. You need to be present because this is all you have is this moment. This is all we have right now is this moment together. Yeah. You know, it's like tune out everything else and immerse yourself in that moment because these are the best, these are the best times of our life, right? Mm -hmm. And we've definitely felt that doing this podcast, like there's been days where, you know, like the two of us have to coordinate, we have to coordinate with whoever we're, we're talking to and like, you make it work, but there's some days where like today, fresh tear in a snowstorm. <laughs> I know the weather. I know. <laughs> and like, you, you've got to get into that mindset, but as soon as you make yourself fully present to the, the person in front of you and the conversation you're having, you really do tune out everything that happened, like the, the worry that you had getting, like whatever it is, mm-hmm. you just, when you connect wholly to someone, it, it's such a different experience. Like your relationship with that person's different. Your interaction with the conversation is different. Like what you take from that conversation is different. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, um, you told a lot of really great stuff. Like we've got a lot of, I've learned a lot already. <laughs> I think we got some points still to go. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, So I think your story is absolutely incredible. Um, And linking that back to resilience, like when you were experiencing, um, you know, like you're, you would lost 30, 40, 30 to 40 pounds and you became a personal trainer. And then you went through like your mental health blocks and whatever, when you were going through like all these scenarios, um, how did you practice resilience through all those? Situations? Well, through, I, I think it would be very different than how I practice resilience now with COVID and pandemic. And mm-hmm. as a business, I, 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 two very different ways that I probably handled myself at, you know, I'll be almost 44, <laughs> whatever, almost, um, <laughs> late this year. Um, and I was like 25, 26 going through that and a very different maturity, right. Um, and experience, right. Uh, to be able to, even at that moment, maybe even know what the hell is being resilient really at that in, the, in those times of our life, we're not really as conscious about that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I mean by that is I'd probably be more emotional as opposed to like, try to calm myself down and and try to make a logical decision. But of course, going through more of that mental health, you're not really in a good state or a clear state of mind, um, you know, going through things. But I think what's interesting is whenever I spoke to someone, they said, you're very aware, you're very conscious of what you're going through. You just can't get out of it. So that was interesting to me. Um, I think that I, I knew that I had a choice 
And I, I'm like, I can either choose to stay in this state of mind and live my life going down the Western route, which was pushed on me many times, but I knew whether even, even going through this path, as I mentioned to going to Portugal, meeting this person, it opened up a whole different path for me. Um, and almost two years going through the Western to there, that changed me more in nine days hmm. than what I went through in two years. So what I'm saying is, there's nothing not to be said that there isn't chemical imbalances or there isn't actual um, conditions. Absolutely. I'm not a psychiatrist. I don't diagnose. I don't know. I don't deal with schizophrenia. That's not what I'm dealing with when it comes to, you know, this path of teaching yoga and fitness and breath work and saying, well, I'm just going to help heal you. That'll all go away. Well, no, we're just giving you the tools to help you manage stress and hopefully be more present in your life to hopefully, you know, get better or maybe it may make those other therapies work better for you. Right. However that is. But what I mean by that is I knew I didn't fit that mold. I knew that that wasn't me. It's like, you just know something inside of you saying, no, that's not right. And, and nobody can, nobody tested my chemistry. Um, so it was, I'm like, where's this diagnosis coming from? You know, like really, where's this science coming from when I don't see a test? Um, now when I say that, um, the endocrine system, and I, I say this is important because it's the hormones and the balance losing my cycle, the endocrine system has a lot to do with energy work and it has a lot to do with yoga. When we're practicing yoga, we're actually stimulating our endocrine system. And especially as women, it's huge for our hormonal balance, for our state of mind, that vagus nerve that has a lot to do with our brain and gut connection. So I am a true believer that back then I just had a massive disconnect. I was in the gym, I was working out, but I was disconnected. My transformation of my body didn't match the tr my transformation in my brain. It's like my body changed, but my mind didn't catch up to where I was in that moment. I was still looking at myself and, and I still struggle with that. I think, you know, um, a lot of people do, but is it a, a big focus? No. Meaning like, I'll be like, oh, I still don't look good enough. Or it's like this, all this thing. But I think that was the biggest issue for me is I didn't see my transformation. I was so hard on myself that it was just like, I was just not never good enough, you know? So I think of it was a big block was just a big disconnect. And what I say that is like, I, I looked at my life here and then aligning myself with yoga and just all these other things, it kind of brought you back to yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like, I found myself. I actually found myself. I was lost for, I don't know how many years, what the hell have I been doing for 26 years? It's kind of like how I felt, like, how have I been living? Yeah. I, and I think that's, that woke me up in a big way. Yeah. Um, from jobs I had, experiences I had, I lived in Florida. I worked at Disney World. I had moments there too, that I felt really unhappy. And I'm like, I should be really happy right now with, with this experience. So when I really looked back and I guess reflected, um, I realized how important it is to have that mind-body connection um, and how that will affect how our body functions and how things move, you know, um, from digestion to sleep to this and that, um, and, uh, and how that's going to affect our mental health in such a big way. Wellness has everything to do with our mental health. Um, in many different aspects. So I don't know where we left off, Christina, but if I went off, I'm not sure where we're uh, at. I don't think so. Yeah. So <laughs> it was a lot of really good stuff. Oh, resilience. Yeah, so, resilience. How did you exercise resilience? 
Yeah. Um, so in terms of that moment, I think it was just a choice <laughs> of choosing to no, I'm going to, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to do better. And it was about being positive and enough with my own self negative self-talk. And it was really just trying to just affirm every day that I can do this. This is just a moment. This is not forever. Um, and I think that that's what helped me get through it in terms of support. Um, I know for me, um, and I'm, I gotta speak the truth because that's the only way that I know how to be. European families have a, a very difficult time understanding mental health. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, and so I actually had to pull away from my family and my friends. I was hospitalized for two weeks. And uh, when you talk about resiliency, well, I think what woke me up is I was beside someone who overdosed on a certain drug for mental health. Oh, it was lithium. I remember now. I have her face right now in my, in my brain. And they put me in this room when I was just there to be like this social escape from society. You see a social worker every day, kind of talk things out just to kind of get you to like, stop worrying about what your family thinks, stop worrying about what your friends think they needed to remove me. So I'm beside this person who's overdosed on lithium, doesn't know if she's coming or going. And all I said to myself was, uh-uh, that's not me. I don't want to be that. And I think that was my biggest wake up call. Wow. And I remember um, being there in the time I was, um, you had to have permission to, you know, to talk to me on the phone and to call me. And I remember talking to a few of my friends and there's just like, you know, we just don't want you in there. You know, you got to get it out. And at the same time, I'm like, what is with all this judgment? Mm -hmm. This is my journey. This is my path. And I realized in that moment is they are your friends. They are external factors in your life and support, but only, you know, what you need. And if I, ha I had to go through that two week experience to appreciate my life outside those walls. And, uh, I think it was just a huge form of appreciation and gratitude that came out of my resilience that came, that came, brought me to this place of, I can fight through this. That strength isn't gone. I may not be 100%, but I know that I can get through this. And I think that having that, it was like, she was a mirror to me, you know, this, this patient. And, uh, I just said, that's, this is not the life that I want, you know, and, and there's something out there for me and I'm going to find it. And, uh, and that's what led me to that spiritual path as well. Like I mentioned already to Portugal and that led me to these healing modalities, like reflexology is a big part of, of the journey. Um, and, uh, it's in tuning with my hands in tunes to my mind and in tunes with my heart and my soul. Um, and I can give people that peace. And I think that really is just my purpose is to find peace within myself and help people find that peace within themselves, you know, um, because I find that when we're in our mind, this overthinking mind creates a paranoia. It creates things that are not even there. It's just the stories that we keep telling ourselves and we're not even living the life that's right in front of us. Um, so for me, it's just choice. When you ask me that question about resilience, I think it's just a choice you make. Um, and uh, everybody has maybe a revelation of some sort. And I think that your inner guide just guides you there. Like this book, Fit From Within, it actually was about eating disorders. I didn't have an eating disorder, but they had put me on a drug 
again, they did put me on the antidepressants and it started creating a binging effect. Mm. I had never eaten a whole box of oatmeal cookies. Well, I was eating a whole box of oatmeal cookies. <laughs> and I said, I never had an eating disorder. I was very nutritionally bound with my fitness and I would eat to work out. Like I, that wasn't a part of me. And so I was like, wow, that drug can change my chemistry that much. I was like, get me off of this. No. And what kept me going was fitness was working out, you know, but I gained weight with the binging. I'd worked so hard over this time. And it's just, like I said, where I was, then I got back, then I wasn't there again. And it was just like, our bodies are going to go through changes, right. Depending on what's going on. So, um, yeah. So just going through that and reading this book, um, which inspired me a little bit more to understand just the mind body connection, the reasons why we do things, um, educating ourselves with self-help, I think is important. Mm -hmm. Um, and you may not get it right away, but I think it's just having information in our brain constantly helps shift, you know, our focus to something that's healthier and, uh, and just helps you refocus on knowing, you know, that you can do anything you put your mind to. Um, and that being in the moment though was really, and it still is, it's that whole thing that the pandemic, all I would say to the community or to anybody in my presence, uh, teaching a class is we just need to be in the moment. We need to be in the moment. This is all that we know right now is today to minimize the fear, to minimize worry. We're, we were all in fear. We were all worried. Everybody was impacted. There's not one person that wasn't. And it's something we can universally say as, as a society, right? Um, yeah. Wow. I, I, um, what you just said is it continues to be powerful. Um, I was actually going to ask you, and then you just rolled right into it, um, which was beautiful and amazing. And I don't know if maybe we've got some telekinetic like connection going on. <laughs> it was Probably. just, I was, just as I was saying, probably, yeah. <laughs> the antennas um, are on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, just as I was thinking it, you started talking about it, but you talked about your support system um, and how you had to go within. And I think that's an important thing that you mentioned. I think that's an important part of your journey. Um, and I think that a lot of us, when we're struggling and we're searching for answers um, and things that are going to help us or fix us. A lot of times we look externally yeah, and for that validation mm -hmm. externally, either for the validation or like you want someone else, like you've seen someone else do it and you're like, okay, like they can, they can fix me. They can do this. Or, you know, they've always been there in the past. Like it's, it really is about that. Like you said, that internal desire to just say like, this is enough and I'm doing this and shutting everything out. Um, and doing it for like for yourself, not like for anybody else, like 100%. That's the key yourself. right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you have and, to make that decision for yourself. Yeah. Or else it's pressure. What mm -hmm. are you're doing it based on somebody else wanting you to be better? Uh, well, what's the process? Where's the book for that? Yeah. You know, I don't like how am I supposed to do that? Yeah. Uh, it, it's it, but it is what most people in society do do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. until they come to that point and realize whether it's from, it could just be based on a job, whether it's something in your family or a relationship. I think everything is a mirror. 
you know, I always, everything is a mirror to us. Um, and there's just that moment where you have to realize this person's not going to be able to fix this for me. Yeah. Nobody can. Yep. And you, as long as you, like you said, you have the desire, you just need to have the will. Mm-hmm. You don't need to know how it's all going to turn out. That's not even, there is no answer for that, but to know that you have the will to live the will to want to get through something that's key. Yes. That will dwindle away, but it's like, when we talk about being motivated, yeah, you're not going to wake up and be motivated to like, I don't know, do anything really. Yeah. We wake up because of habits, because of consistency, because of the things that we create in our daily activities, our daily, or just our daily life. You know, you wake up, you brush your teeth. Well, you're going to wake up and do yoga, or you're going to wake up and meditate. You're going to center yourself for your day. It's that whole thing with being present. I don't know about you ladies, but I know for me in the past, before even yoga, I'd probably just jump out of bed, get my coffee or whatever, and like run off to work or wherever. Like, I mean, and that's a lot of the young years were like that. Yeah. But when you realize how off the ground I was through the day, you're like, it makes a big difference starting your day, being present, being in your body, and then really being conscious of everything that's going around you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's going to affect the relationships that we choose to be with. I think it's going to affect everything. Um, Because when we look, when I look back at some of the people or some of the relationships in my life, I was like, that wasn't me. Yeah. That was me. That was not me. That was not me. That was me not dealing with me and wanting to just kind of be, you know, just hopefully, hopefully I'll feel something. Hopefully it'll, it'll make it better. And it won't, it won't, you can choose to just stay in it. You can choose to be codependent. It's okay. But to me, it wasn't living, you know, and, uh, living fully is loving yourself it's being so immersed in just your own presence, like to be alone. I don't feel alone. I don't feel lonely. Being alone is peaceful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I'm not afraid of quieting my mind. And I think that that's where our society is, is stay busy, stay busy, keep doing, keep doing. And eventually it'll go away. Yep. And who are we staying busy for? Yep. Yeah. Cause it's not serving us. Yeah it's exhausting us and breaking us down. Yeah. And you get to that point. I'm pretty sure everybody gets to a breaking point. Mm -hmm. Just how many times is it going to take for us to realize that there's something we need to be more aware of or that we need to deal with, you know? Um, And I think COVID, because I think resilience, especially now, um, uh, that was, that came up for everyone. Uh, how could anybody not have been, been resilient? Right. Um, like I said, it's, it's a unified thing. How I was resilient back then makes is, is completely different than what being resilient is now. And, and going back to Christina's question, the situation of COVID being resilient as a business, having had to close the studio, having to figure out what am I going to do? My only answer is I'm here to service. I'm here to service the community and people. If it's something that everyone needs more than ever is this service. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to allow a physical space to stop me from 
servicing others. That's the beauty of technology, like your podcasts, right? People listen to the, your podcast and you probably just made the biggest difference in their life. And in that day, something just switched. And that's the beauty of just being able to channel in different ways. And I think for me is looking outside of myself, having more of a purpose than just selfishly wallowing in my own grief, my own poor me, poor me, that victim state is exhausting mm -hmm. and nothing thrives from that. It, I did it before. And I'm like, it's like, you'll think about it for a moment. You're like, snap out of it. You know, the results from that. What's the, what's the, was, is it Einstein? doing the same thing over and over. I think so. The, the definition of insanity is definition doing the same thing yeah. over and over again and expecting a different result. Yeah. yeah. That always comes back to me, especially in, in training, like in fitness or in yoga. It's like, it's like, it's that whole thing, right? Like eventually you got to change things up, right? Or else you're just going to keep getting the same result. Mm -hmm. That's everything in our life, right? Um, so in saying that, yeah, it's like, no, you need to change. We need to pivot. We need to, you know, for that, for us to now adapt to what is right now. Um, and again, it goes back to resiliency, being positive and just being present. Mm -hmm. But by no means did I, did I get out of those present moments? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Did I want to beat someone up? Absolutely. <laughs> did I, did I want to actually do it? No, but didn't you feel the anger, the frustration? Absolutely. And if you didn't, then we're not human. That's human. That's healthy. But I guess it's in the end, letting that stuff come up and letting it go, I think is just the key to not, um, not to not, but to just like you guys, like to be with it and to just not attach yourself to it. Just let it go. Mm -hmm. And sometimes meditation was not enough. Meditation was not enough to, to feel, uh, to feel at ease or to feel calm. Um, for me personally, and this is why I say everybody's very different on their journey, getting outside in nature again is great, right? Getting grounded. I think so many people during this pandemic, I'd never seen so many people out for walks in my entire life. I know. I and know. even myself, I didn't get out in nature. I was always in the studio and I was like, oh my gosh, I can say one thing that comes out of COVID, how much I appreciate the beauty of nature yeah. and the energy that it just gave you in, in a short period of time. Um, you, you go from this state to all of a sudden right here after like a 20 minute walk, you know, or just taking in that sunshine, even that cold air, which is actually so good for your vagus nerve and to help you kind of just wake up again and feel at ease. Um, just so many beautiful things came out of COVID. Um, and I think we don't emphasize that enough, you mm -hmm. know, um, and I think that creates resiliency is keep focusing on the things that are helping you get through that day to day. Um, and, you know, here we are two years later this weekend, as we're talking on this podcast, right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. It's two years. Exactly. Yeah. I remember it was Friday. Friday I was taking too. all the bolsters <laughs> out of the studio. We had to take all the equipment out, no equipment. We weren't shut down yet wasn't happening. We were just no props guys, no props. And all of a sudden on Monday, all of us studios within Hamilton kind of all kind of follow the trickle effect. We're closing, we're closing, we're closing. We all thought it was what for 14 days. Yeah. Yes. I'll never forget it. Especially as a business owner, I will never forget that weekend. Um, our life just like turned upside down. Yeah. And two weeks later turned into two years later. Yeah. You know? 
I remember a coworker saying, bring your stuff home. Like we're going to be, we're going to be off longer than two weeks. I'm like, no, no, right. We're doing graduation, like door to door for the kids. Like it was, it was like such a disbelief, right? Just like this belief. And like, yeah, you're just living in I don't, I don't know. We were all just like living in limbo. Like it was just flo- like floating around. That's just trying to survive just when I get through the day. Yeah. When I reflect on it, I just, I, I have visions of just floating, like just floating through it. Just day by day. Netflix marathons. Yeah. Netflix, a lot of Netflix. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Netflix and walking. That's what I used to Netflix and walking. Mm-hmm. And walking. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> And there's, you know, there's everyone's experience is different. And, you know, it, it's definitely very interesting talking to some people in this moment now. Um, you know, some people embraced um, health and wellness mm-hmm. and other people negated it, mm-hmm. you know, um, and they're just starting back now, you know, and like um, had someone today said they hadn't moved their body in like pre-COVID, it's like, mm-hmm. wow, you know, what your body must be going through, you know, and your mind. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, me and my husband, uh, Fernando's a big part of my, my life. I mean, having that partner support what I do takes quite a special person um, to support everything that I've, I've gone through. And even as a business, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot. Um, but I'm very, very grateful, um, you know, for my partner and, uh, you know, Fernando even said, when we talk about like how are so many of our inter, inter, in, in, what was my interpersonal relationships have changed. It's so dramatic. Mm-hmm. Everybody that we probably were close to, we are no longer close with. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. It's so sad. There was like this grieving process, right? Like, I feel like you've been grieving, not just the loss of my business. I know for me, maybe other people losing other aspects of their financial or their jobs it was also all of these different relationships shifting and changing Mm -hmm. and how off the ground everybody is. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's really key. Like, it's like, nobody's grounded. No. And and it's so, I am grateful. I'm grateful for yoga. I'm grateful for movement, for fitness, for meditation, because I think in the end, even if you had these crazy days, it really brought you just right back to the present. I couldn't imagine not have done anything for the two years. I don't even want to know the state of mind I would be in today. I couldn't imagine that. Um, like I know for myself, doing those things for my body are mm-hmm. so important um, to have that mental wellness that I needed. Yep. I I know a hundred percent I wouldn't have gotten through the pandemic. And like, that's when, like just before the pandemic was when like, my marriage was starting to end and like all that stuff was starting to fall apart. And then, um, you know, like getting through the pandemic, going through like the separation and just like the mental and emotional angst, it was yoga and meditation. Mm -hmm. And I've said this before, it was yoga and meditation that like really grounded me and really connected me. Like we've been saying, connected me to the present moment. Like took me out of that victimization mode that like, I'm going to say I had every right to be in. Absolutely. Yeah. And like, I was like, no, I just, I don't want to be that. And like, this needs to, seems to get better. And so as much as um, COVID was absolutely terrible and for so many ways, for so many people, like when I look back, 
I'm grateful. And I don't know if that sounds um, in any way selfish or, you know, dismisses some of the terrible things that have happened. But like, like you said, there was such a shift. And I think a lot of people have experienced that shift, either like you got lost and are, were misaligned before, and it's kind of thrown you even more yeah. into misalignment. Um, because you're not really, you're not giving yourself that mind body connection. You're not going within, you're just so lost before. And then furthermore now lost in this world that there's no up or down, or you really did like dig deep within. And I've heard a lot of, you know, like TV shows or radio or whatever it is where there's been conversations where people will almost like make a mockery of, um, those who have, uh, gone on their wellness journey or those who have gotten into, um, like mental wellness or health or whatever during the pandemic, like, Oh yeah, you know, you're one of those that, you know, got into wellness during the pandemic. Yeah, I am. Like I am, I, I realized that we're all stuck here and I can either get left behind in my thoughts and in my emotions and things that are not healthy or use this as an opportunity to connect. I'm sitting at home. Like I, I was blessed enough to still be working, but like time and space was given, right? No matter how we look at COVID things were shut down. We weren't as busy anymore. There, you have a choice here to just drink your face off every day, numb yourself with all these external factors, which is fine. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe sometimes that was okay. And I did. I mean, I I like wine. Everyone in the community knows that I like wine. Wine's okay. nothing wrong with wine. <laughs> right. I feel like it improves circulation. It's good for yeah. your heart. It's good for your heart. Cardio, cardiologists recommend it. Um, <laughs> but no, that's, please don't listen to that advice. Um, <laughs> but just knowing that it's all about the balance, right? And uh, I think that a lot of people would say a lot of addictions came out of COVID because again, using, it's like substance abuse now. You've used something to help you. And you know what? It's okay. Mm-hmm but it's what you do with it now. And it's how you now choose to kind of see, I, you know, this is not serving me for, to better me, um, is where we need to come back to our foundations. And I, I do really see that coming through now. Um, spring is coming. The sense of renewal is coming. And I think that the timing of the lifting of things yes. couldn't be better because the energy of the weather is going to also help people with that, the detoxification through spring that we naturally go through, whether you're actually doing something for detox, your body and mind will actually go through a detox just from a shift in weather and our environment. Um, so I really do think it's just such a pivotal time right now to, um, to make those shifts and changes if we haven't already. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you should, I think, I, I hate saying should, we need to um, embrace and be grateful that we chose wellness, you know, and there's, we, everyone resonates with different people and it is what it is. We're not going to please everyone. We're not all going to be on the same page. And I'll tell you one thing that I've learned with resilience throughout this time is it's okay. It's okay to just do you focus on you? It's not selfish. I, 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 to me, it's actually the most selfless thing you can do Mm -hmm. because the better you are to yourself, 
the much better you are to somebody else because you might not bite their head off. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like I can say things in a more spiritual way, but I like to think kind of be more human in other ways, <laughs> but it's true. You know, it's like, I'll tell Fernando, you should be lucky that I do yoga because I don't know how many things would have come out of my mouth if I didn't, you know, <laughs> but you appreciate people better. You see things differently. It's like how we say, like, when you go into a class and see you've had a really stressful day and you come out of that class, your reaction to that person is completely different. Yeah. It's you, you come out so euphoric. Like, that's what I love about yoga, mm-hmm. especially when we were in person. I think like the hot yoga made a difference with just everything, but yeah, you just feel so euphoric. It's amazing. It's an amazing feeling. And it's better than like numbing yourself with alcohol and, and substances. And that, that happens. We're human, but like the high that you get from that. And I think that's why meditation was so yeah. big for me because I was yeah. like, for me, um, because it was just this, I don't even know how to describe the connection and like the, the euphoric, I'll use the word again, yeah. euphoric feeling that it it's made. A, it's a, sh- it's a shift in your brain waves though. Yeah. Right. Like it, when you're meditating and it, I, some people have never experienced that in their life. And, uh, it's like, you need to, you need to, for yourself, you deserve that. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, it's insane what our mind takes in. You guys know this, this amount of stimulus that is in today's world, even more because of technology. Mm-hmm. So I think it's even more important in our society today, um, to, bring these practices into your everyday living, even if it's five minutes. Like I've sometimes I don't, I didn't have time to do a a workout or I didn't find time. I always say that you, we find time. We always have time. Right. But just that day, you know what things happen, things happen. And it couldn't be, it wasn't your priority, right? Sometimes things happen. People need you more. Something's happening. Things are just happening. You got to be there. But even just that five minutes, I've trapped myself in a bathroom. You know, just to like take a few moments to breathe and settle to be like, it's okay. It's okay. Talk to yourself, Mm -hmm. self-talk, self-love, just keep your brain back to that moment, back to you, and then walk back out to whatever you got to go into. Cause that's life, right? We're not always going to be in a state of bliss. We're not always going to have that opportunity to just come back to ourselves in the way that we would like to fully, but we can totally tell our brain to tell our body, to tell ourselves that it's okay. This is just for today. Mm-hmm. You know, um, that's such a good resiliency skill as well to be able to tap into that, to yeah, just run away and lock yourself in a bathroom for five minutes. Acknowledge yeah. that. No, we actually did that on the podcast <laughs> last week. Like if you need to go into a bathroom for five minutes, that's okay. <laughs> but if that's the only time you can meditate, that's fine. Um, <laughs> No, but it's, it's so important to know that like, you can do that for yourself and going back to, to what we were saying before, like you need to go internally, like knowing that in a, um, if you find yourself in a state of anxiety, panic, um, overwhelm, like whatever it is that you have the ability to go within and, and, um, put yourself in a place of relaxation, like Mm -hmm. a mindful place of relaxation so that you can continue functioning in whatever form. Yeah. And you just said it, it's this, I think with everything and whether it's pandemic or not, let's move past that because it's just everyday life. Yeah. 
moving past that. Cause we don't like, for me, I don't want pandemic to be my life. No. Um, <laughs> but it was a big pivotal part of all of our lives. Um, and I hope, you know, that lessons have been, you know, learned from all of this. Um, I would definitely say resiliency that, you know, we're stronger than we think really came out for me. You know, um, I'm a, as much as I think people, people sometimes view you the way they always see you in your role. Mm -hmm. And yes, I'm an authentic yoga teacher. Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm an authentic person, but sometimes in those moments, I did not want to get out of bed and teach a class that morning. I did not, I did not want to show up for you kind of thing. You know, I can't even show up for myself today. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, I said to myself, and this is where it comes like a role. Sometimes you have to, and, and don't get me wrong. When I say this, you have to fake it till you make it. Yes. I believe that. it's not being not authentic. It is saying like, I can't, I'm not always going to be my authentic self. And, but sometimes I can trick my brain to make me in that moment now, like, it's like what I felt coming out of my bed to what I felt after I taught that class or whatever it was. I, at the end, shut it all down. I literally sit here and be like, thank God I had them to show up for today. Mm-hmm. It wasn't about me. Mm-hmm. Again, coming back to that feeling of being a victim or this and that. Um, I think that's kind of what pulled me out of being in a constant state of, of that way, because there are moments that you really, you know what, you just can't show up that day and it's okay. And it, it, you need to honor that. But if it becomes a daily habit, then you got to check yourself, yeah. yeah, communicate, talk to someone, get it out because obviously we've internalized something also so much that maybe we don't know how to get it out. Right. Um, and that's what I would equate depression with, if we're going to, you know, bring depression up in, in ways that doesn't have to be a, a diagnosis from a chemical perspective. It just has to do with sometimes when we go so inward with our thoughts that we become so built up with all of this negative emotion and all these, our bodies feel, you know, terrible. Our mood is low. Well, yeah, it's the power of the mind. We, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's very powerful as much as we can be positive. We can also be extremely negative. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we're too much of one, I don't think you'd be too positive, but <laughs> if you're, but maybe, or I don't know. I think when people say you're too positive, it's like, you don't have like a reality on life. Uh, that's yeah. what I've kind of heard. Like toxic positivity. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I'm like, it's it, positivity, but with sometimes still a bit of a, a realist of you, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to say everyone's different with that, but definitely too much negative. No good. Too much positive would be better. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's a matter of that positive and negative energy. Balanced. being balanced, Right. Yeah. Cause sometimes you need someone to say like, yeah, I get your positivity, but what have you actually done to make this happen? I'm it's- like, good point. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm just faking it till I make it. Okay. Right. You alone. Good point. But saying that fake it till you make it is a part of being resilient it, because sometimes it's like, you know, Christina, you're a teacher, Nicole, you're a yoga teacher. You're not always going to feel like you want to teach. Mm-hmm. Like nobody feels like going to work every day either, Yeah. but you show up and yep. then all of a sudden your mood changes, right? It yep. shifts, it changes. So I think just having that 
mental, that mind shift to say like, okay, I don't feel great. But once I start just getting my mind out of whatever I'm feeling, because again, it's getting too stuck in how we're feeling that really can pull us further, further down. Um, and getting and movement helps us get past that. It's like how tired you are, but then after you did a nice yoga flow or you did a workout, you're like, oh my gosh, all that tiredness is gone. I flushed it out. And you're just so glad that you did it. And I, you know, for me, it's always saying, focus on that feeling that you know you're going to get after this. You know it, you've experienced it before. And maybe it did exhaust you. And maybe you're <laughs> like, I'm going to take tomorrow off. Yeah, right. It's okay. Exactly. Listening to our bodies, as we always say. Um, and, and that's really key with resilience too. It's not about pushing yourself to the limits all the time. Um, it's, it's honoring where you are that day. And it's about being present with that and being okay with that. And always know that, you know, a new day starts tomorrow. Mm. Not everything can be done every day in our best way. And I think it's like letting go of perfection, letting go of like, you know, that kind of idealistic way of being um, really gets us out of our own way, you know, and makes us really focus on living fully and presently and, and trusting the process. Yes. I think a lot of it, a lot of what you're saying um, relates to the fact that we need to allow ourselves grace, like whether you're faking it till you make it like you know what? I'm having a hard time rolling out of bed today, or I'm showing up. Like there's a lot of times, like when we get like, as, as a teacher, when we get into the thick of the year and we are overwhelmed and it's report card season and there's demands on us and we're coaching and there's all this other stuff. There's times where we're coming off lunch. And one of us will say, Oh, I don't feel like going in the class today. And we're all like, yeah, like we're all just so overwhelmed, but then you get up and you go and you're doing it for your students. And it like, you're doing it for them. And literally that's what gives you the motivation to do it. That's, and that's super key. What you just said, like how I mentioned earlier, it was about service. Yeah. Forget about yourself for a moment. We're here to actually service people. Yeah. We all are. Yeah. That's in different ways, no matter what your role is. And when you just think about servicing others, you stop focusing on all the stuff that really is not serving you well in that moment. Right. Mm -hmm. And you feel better. You know, the one thing that they always say, and, and it's so true strength is a resiliency strength. It all kind of correlates, but, um, even when you're struggling the most and you're helping someone else, that is you being resilient. That is you in that moment, that kindness that you're giving someone else is taking you out of that space that you were just in, mm. you know, someone else needed something more. And to me, that is strength when you can give, even when you don't have it. Um, and I'm not talking about from an energy perspective where you're so drained and so mm -hmm. this and, but that is life. We're not going to always be in this perfect fill our cup state. Um, and I think in that moment though, is doing something kind for others um, can really help you build that resiliency within yourself. Um, and again, it goes back to you, you are stronger than you think, but it has to also come with actions. You know, you need to do, you need to have that action behind what we say. And that's what I was saying about being so positive. Yeah, it's great to be positive, but also what are you doing to take action on that positivity, right? Um, don't just think, oh yeah, I got to do yoga. I got to do, I got to, I got to eat better. 
oh yeah, I got to sleep. I got to sleep more. Like I got to sleep better. All connected. The same story over and over again. You're like, okay, great. What did you do with Mm -hmm. that though? Like, what did you actually do? Because we can sit here all day about what you wish you want to do. Um, and I guess that comes from the personal training side of me always comes, kicks in with the coaching because it's really true. Um, that's the strength that I know within myself, I've learned to bring those healthy habits into my life because I always go back to, it's about the every day. It's about the actions every day. It's the consistency. It's that's what keeps me motivated. It's not that I feel motivated. It's because now it's become a consistent habit in my life. And I wouldn't know what I would do without it. It's like, that's when you're in that place now to be like, okay, so what's my next thing? What's that next challenge that I want to take on in my life? We're not going to change all of ourselves in one moment, but now what can I do better now that I've like gotten consistent? I'm not going to say mastered it, but I've gotten consistent with this. Now, what can I bring in to my life to make myself better? What area of my life do I need to improve more of? And I'm, and I really think just improving ourselves is being resilient, focusing on improving ourselves and being better is being resilient. Mm -hmm. Just build on it. I have a friend who, like when you're talking about resiliency and, you know, finding the strength to get up every day, I have a friend who, um, you know, was there for me when I was going through what I was going through. It was like a listening ear, like just very compassionate. And she always says like, you know, you're so strong. You're so strong. Yeah. But like, you're so strong. And I'm like, you haven't seen me crying on my kitchen floor. Like you haven't seen, you're not there. Like the hours that I'm like sitting and meditating and crying through that and, and like putting that action in. So like I can present myself this way to the world Mm -hmm. and show up for myself and the things that I need to do um, and then show up for other people. And then I go home and I get, go back you know, internally again, go back to myself and continue working on it again, like continue building on it. And like, it's a built skill. It's it's, not something that you're born with. No, absolutely. And I guess it goes back to that is I think that people, there's the ideology of like, um, I, you know, I, I want to be healthy. I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to be that. Um, but I can feel it. You can, I can feel it when someone's not, I'm like, it's all in your mind, but I don't feel energetically and I don't see it. Yeah. I don't see the health map there, you know? So it's a matter of being like, you know, be honest with yourself. If you can't be honest with yourself, then you are not going to be honest with others. Yes. That's something that anytime we've coached challenges, like Christina would know if Um, the challenges we've done before, which we call them transformation challenges. It's not so much about losing the 10, 20 pounds that we're talking about seasonally when we do these challenges, it's about helping you shift. Mm -hmm. And fit within was about, it's about harmony and balance and how to transform within you. And that's exactly what the mission of being fit within has been to me. And it's what I hope that other people will um, inspire themselves to do is find harmony and balance. And when you do, transformation happens. Mm-hmm. But transformation happens from within. Yes. It never happened from the 20 pounds you lost. It happened from something that shifted within yourself to shed that external weight. Mm-hmm. And it didn't mean you had to push all this weight or do crazy stuff. What it did was it made you mindful. It made you conscious now of what you're putting in your mouth, 
of toxic relationships of, uh, you know, drinking more water, keeping your body cleansing, eating clean food, um, honoring your time to yourself. To me, those are the way, the shifts that I hope people can instill, can have and instill from these habits. Right. Um, and that's super, super key. That's super key. Um, I think being mindful, I think in the last couple of years, as we've been coming, we've been becoming more, uh, receptive to, uh, mental health struggles and wellness struggles. I think mindful has become one of those words that I've noticed a lot. It's becoming a buzzword, but yeah. I use it. I use it and I live by it. And I think it's one of those, and I'm going to call it a buzzword because I never really heard about it. Like as used as frequently prior to the last couple of years, but I think it's one of those things that we need to adopt and keep in society because it is so important to be mindful. Like it links to everything that you've said today, everything that we talked about, like being mindful, being present, being connected. It is so, so important. Yeah. And Nicole, like you as a yoga teacher too, like I'm, when you, when, when you think about what mindfulness is, it's everyone's definition of it is so different. You know, as a yoga teacher, we're just saying, just be mindful of our breath. Just be in the moment, be mindful of how you're feeling today. Be mindful of your body. So if your shoulder's hurting, maybe you don't want to do a lot of chaturangas today. Maybe there's a nice kneeling option, or maybe you just want to do a different pose. And it's, it's, it's giving permission and for people to say, it's okay for where I'm at today. And it's about a matter of us being mindful um, and, and understanding what mindfulness is. Cause some people will still say, so what is mindfulness? You know, what do you mean by mindfulness? Mm-hmm. It's awareness. I don't know. What, what definition would you give? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I would say awareness, awareness of yourself, awareness of how you are showing up in your body, awareness of what you are doing, awareness of being. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like saying, you know, when we, you've, you've done a movement practice, which I'm, I know I've uh, definitely am guilty of this. I just went through the motions mm-hmm. and throughout COVID so many times when I was teaching and I was hurting, I did that practice, but I went through the motions. I couldn't feel it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't feel the energy come through me like other moments. And at times I was just like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay. Today was just about going through it. Mm-hmm. But then I can feel accomplished that I at least went through it. I showed up for myself today. Mm-hmm. I didn't get the result I wanted, but I still went through the motion. So it'll still be something consistently. Yep. And then you'll just have that feeling again. Yep. Right. Yeah. And I think there's a difference too, about living your life, going through the motions and allowing yourself that rest from being mindful to go through the motions too. I think that's, what's really important to recognize mm. as well. Cause you know, sometimes we just need to go through the motions just to get through the day. Um, but then if we continue to live by that, which I had been doing before, <laughs> like, <laughs> like big awakening, like boom, 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 going to check everything off, going through the motions. Um, you like get lost and really disconnected and really misaligned. Yeah. 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 So Marlene, um, if you were to give our listeners one piece of advice, so we've gotten a lot of really great conversation. I think I love this. Um, (laughs) and if you were to kind of summarize this in like, uh, 
with one saying, one sentence, one piece of advice, everything that you believe in, everything that you've told us, um, what would be one piece of advice that you would give us to take away about resilience? It's hard. <laughs> but what I would, what comes to my heart and mind is to show up for yourself. Show up for yourself. Commit to what you've put out that you want to do or what you need to do to make that shift in your life. Um, and I'm not being specific just because my business is yoga and fitness and reflexology. Um, but I definitely live and breathe uh, what I do. Um, what I want for myself, I want for you. And for me, it's a, it's, it's showing up for myself every day and making that commitment to the things I've set out to do, whether or not I feel it, because sometimes feelings are just a moment. They are not what's really happening, mm -hmm. you know, and we, we want to make sure that, that we're conscious and we're present in that moment. Um, and it comes back to being present is part of being resilient. And you might get different things from other people about resiliency, depending on what path they're on. Mm -hmm. So it's a very difficult answer to give um, because resiliency for someone who is um, a CEO of a massive company might be very different from someone who is competing for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's just because that is resiliency to be on your top game all the time, to be at a certain level or to just get through such a, a difficult time is knowing that we all have trauma. We all have pain and that we are all the same, mm -hmm. but we can choose to be different. We can be aware of ourselves by just showing up for ourselves every day is going to make you more observant of everything that's going around you and being responsible and accountable for yourself. I think that has always been the key. And even through this pandemic at the end of the day, you're like, I'm accountable. I need to be accountable to my actions, mm -hmm. own it. Mm -hmm. I, and that's my biggest frustration is when I hear the pointing of the fingers yes. and the, this and that, or the what's going on in the news or the prime minister or what your doctor gave you. I get all that. I've been there. I've been there a lot of times. I totally get that. But when are you going to stop? When are you going to own your own? Did that person tell you to have a box of cupcakes? No. Like it's a matter of saying that obviously made you feel like crap. What are you going to do to shift your energy, to be vibrant, to be better, to enjoy life? You, you own it. You own it. Forget what you've done. Do better now, you yeah. know? Um, and take action every day. And I do believe journaling is really helpful. I tell people there's a power to pen and paper to me, not yeah. notes in my phone. No, for me, pen and paper, yeah. it's authentic. There's just a connection brain dump, brain dump your stuff every night, dump it out. If it's on paper, if it's talking to a friend, great. But when we're trying to tune inwards, it's about just letting things go. And then just restart your day with a new mindset without, it's like, we're just recycling. We recycle day. every day, right? We recycle, we throw out garbage. We're the same. We got to throw out the garbage every day that doesn't serve us. And we got to recycle 
and just keep that energy going and moving, right? So going with the flow is key, um, but at the same time, we need to build habits and commit to them every single day and show up for yourself. And uh, yeah, I, I really believe that that's a big inner strength. Um, that's an impact on just everything else you do is you building that inner strength. That is resilience. It's layers upon layers upon layers of just like they say, you know, was that strong back, but was that thing we say about like having a strong backbone? Yeah, sure. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of like what it is. It's like, instead of like being here, get yourself up, get that breath, get that posture, stand up tall and take on your day and own it. Because I do believe when you take responsibility for yourself, you will be less likely to be in that victim state mm -hmm. and you will be more likely to thrive in anything that you choose to do in your life. And like, how are you going to, I just thought of this when you were saying that, like, how are you going to make changes for yourself? If you are not owning yourself, being accountable to yourself, if you're constantly pointing fingers, like you said, it's their fault. I'm like this because of them. I can't do this because of that. You are not owning anything and you are not showing up for yourself at yeah, all. Absolutely. Well, it's like what Nicole was saying. It all becomes just external. It's yeah, just, just external. Then we're going back to just being external. Yep. Right. So really own it. And everyone has traumas. When we talk about resilience, resiliency comes from pain and trauma. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what's happened with the pandemic, or that's what's happened within your life. You've suffered with a trauma. You have felt immense pain. So how do we get past that? You know, how do we move through it and get past it? Cause you can't get, you can't move past it till you go through it. Yes. Um, yes. And it, and it's like a detox, like just dump it. It's going to feel like crap. It's like, Christina, you said, you didn't see how many times I was crying on my bathroom floor or how many times <laughs> I was meditating. That was you going through, that was you going through it though. Yep. You allowed yourself permission to say, it's okay that I feel it. Cause it's one thing I've learned from what I went through in my past. I would rather feel it than numb it. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's that, what I will, that will be a part of my transformation yes. to come out stronger. I think that's what a lot of people misunderstand um, is that like letting go. And we talked about this earlier on uh, in the episode, but like letting go, we need to like let go of things. We can't hang on to them, but that doesn't mean that we bury it mm -hmm. and hang onto it Intimate. like emotionally in our bodies, that energy, like it means you have to go through it. And like, it's ugly and people don't want it, but you, you've got to feel it to so release it, to let it go. Like you said, yeah. And, but you know what you, like you said, it's ugly, but there's so much beauty that will come out of that. You it's know, such, such a, it's like beauty and the beast. I don't know if yeah. it's like, beauty and the beast, but it's like beauty and the beast, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> right? Like look at him and yeah. then love, love transformed him to be this beautiful prince. So if you look at, to me, I, when I, when I think about that symbolically, not so much about the fairy tale, yeah. um, it's so true. Just mm -hmm. give love, be love, show love. Oh. Um, but it needs to be you first. And, okay. you know, I always say, people, I always will say jokes to people because I know they're going to think I'm cheesy, <laughs> but I'll, they'll, I'll be like, well, you know, you got to love yourself first or else like, you're really not going to love someone like true. just saying right? It's, it's true. Because when I think about the relationships I was, um, you know, before now, and, and I hope this one continues, we don't know, we don't know forever. That's what I mean about being present. I don't know forever. I hope it's forever, but life has a way of being, of changing things, right? 
Um, what I may mean by that is I loved myself more and I met someone when I was in that place. Mm. So it does change the dynamic of the relationship, whether it's an intimate partner or it's a friendship, mm-hmm. right? Allow those changes to happen. Stop hanging on to your past. It's okay that some people leave our life mm-hmm. because sometimes that is what's needed for you to grow and for you to become stronger. Yep. Sometimes and people come into your life for a lesson or it was a yeah. season, a reason or a, a, lifetime. a lifetime. Yeah. Lifetime. Yeah. And, and detachment is healthy. It's yeah. part of also resiliency. We can't attach ourselves to everything and everyone and everything that's going on with them, but we can be present. We can create a safe space. And I don't just mean this as a yoga teacher, but that definitely <laughs> is what we want to do in the environment that we're, you know, allowing people to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really key as we go back to own it and also know that being vulnerable is strength. Mm-hmm. And this idea of weakness and crying and being vulnerable, that's one thing that really, really um, affects me when, when I see people blocking that off, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, you need to just be there. You don't need to give advice. I've had to learn that. That's a big lesson for me. Yes. I don't always need to give advice. I just need to be there. <laughs> that I've learned in a big way. Cause at the end of the day, I'm like, my, my, my journey is very different from your journey mm-hmm. and that comparable, I need to stop, Yeah, but I'm going to be here in this moment for you and just create the space for you to just be how you need to be right now. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing I've learned about healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, but vulnerability is key in order to build resiliency and to also get stronger, you need to be vulnerable in that moment yeah, to yourself and yeah. not be afraid to be vulnerable with others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that comes with patterns though, too, or things that have been taught to us. Like that's a whole other topic. <laughs> we we literally whole... say that all the time. That is a whole other, that's episode. another episode. <laughs> <I think laughs> connect. Everything's so connected when it comes to like, your right. It, right. It really is like there's there people are complicated. Like we are just, there's so many factors have come in to, to form us that to try and unpack that and to heal yourself and to like, there's a lot of things, a lot of yeah, things. So, like, I think that's why I felt like it was like a loaded question with like, what advice do you give to people about resilience? It's like, well, I think every experience or every life path is going to be so different that what, what you think builds resiliency could be very different from someone else, mm-hmm. but there are definitely some real foundational tools that will definitely help you get there. Mm-hmm. And you will feel, you will come up with your own. You will come up with the things that, like I said, sometimes it's just locking myself in the bathroom and I come out and I feel like a superhero mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. not because I went to the bathroom, but because <laughs> I locked myself in the bathroom and just took a, took a few breaths before I knew my head was going to like, you know, get to that red zone, yeah. you know, the red zone. Yeah. 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 So instead I'm like, no, 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 no. Bring the cool your energy down, store it down here where it needs to be. You need to fill your cup. Don't exhaust it all. It's not worth it because you know the result. Yeah. That's what recognizing what's going on within yourself is really key on how you're going to come out of that situation. Yeah. So many good things. Oh, it's been such a great I know we could be here for hours. I know. 
I know we really could be. We'll have to take this to, uh, well, now that everything's like open and we can be in public all the time, we'll have to take this for a. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) We won't bring the microphone. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Marley. Well, thank you so much for spending this time with us on a Friday night. We appreciate it. Thank you. Um, Honor. Um, if listeners want to connect with you, because I'm sure they will want to, after hearing all the wonderful things you've said, um, where can they reach you? Uh, well, fit within is pretty much the name to follow. Um, if it's Instagram, just put fit within and that'll be me, um, and fit within and anything else that's attached to it or any other people that, you know, are about fit within, um, and fit within Facebook as well. Uh, fitwithin.ca is our website. Uh, so I always say our, because it's not just me. I always say there's many other factors that come into fit within being created. Um, but you know, um, even if it's just a guide that you need or something that you need to get you into a healthy, your mindset, um, even if it's not the services we offer to me, if I can just say one thing for you to wake up one day and say, I deserve better that makes my day, then I, I have done my service, you know? So, um, I just want people to be better and I want people to know that they can heal themselves and, and, and just, just get the tools, you know, and just start living and, and start, start to own your life and start to take responsibility and and just love yourself more, you know? So yeah, fit within is, is everywhere. If you just Google it or social media, and, uh, I hope that I can connect with you one day. Well, Well, thank you so much. We will definitely include your contact information in the show notes and as well on our, on our Instagram. So thank you. Thank you for creating this podcast, ladies. I think it's amazing. And I think uh, so many people will resonate with all the different episodes as well. And I look forward to listening to some of them more because they're quite cute when you guys are talking back and (laughs) forth. I love the sisterly love. I think that uh, that's a beautiful thing to also see. Oh, thanks. Thank <laughs> thanks. I feel like the sister pants. What's that? What this? What, you guys know? <laughs> traveling pants. Sisters sister with traveling pants. pants. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well, have to get a pair and just like circulate it around the studio. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to go to Greece. You got to go travel. <laughs> Good excuse. Yeah. You don't have to twist my arm. Like, give me those pants. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Marlene. Thanks, Christina. Thanks, Nicole. That's it for our show today. Thanks for joining. Remember, you can always reach out to us on our socials, on Instagram at sisterhood underscore of underscore healing, or on TikTok at sisterhood of healing. We love to hear from you, so please reach out to us at any time. Thank you for journeying with us today. We'll see you next time.